Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And believe it or not, my name is Ray and I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. My name is Ray, and I'm so happy to be back here on this Monday, January the 3rd. Let me tell you all, it's been way, way too long. I missed you guys. I missed you a lot. Listen, man, I shouldn't have taken as much time off as I did. I'm going to be real with y'all. I like the podcast. I like interacting with the chat. I like having my guest on. I like talking football. I just like being here. I love work, too. People follow me on Twitter. No, I just been, I've been going fucking bananas. Not being able to to be on here and be live with y'all. And I'm just uh, so, so, so happy if uh, that you're back. So I uh, want to welcome the chat. Thank you so much, guys, for coming in. Ivan, let's go New England. Vincent says, as far as, uh, as a Patriots fan, I was like, what was he thinking? Vincent, thank you for coming in. McChicken says, fake news. He didn't miss us. McChicken, I talk to you almost every single day, so it's really difficult to miss you. My boy Edward says, great to see you. It's great to see all of you. I needed a little bit of validation today, guys, because I had a day. I had a day. So this whole Antonio Brown thing, right? It's crazy. It's nuts. And we'll, we'll you know what? Let's watch the video of what happened yesterday uh, over in New York when Antonio Brown just left. Let's check it out. <laughs> Uh, for those of you listening to the audio podcast, I apologize. It was the scene that I'm sure everybody has seen now of Antonio Brown taking off his jersey, taking off his shoulder pads, throwing his undershirt and his gloves into the crowd, doing some jumping jacks, pumping up the New York faithful as he quit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And last night, I was pretty much like everybody else, uh, hence the title that I put out or the thumbnail that says, you know, Antonio Brown's lost his mind. However, I start looking around this morning and I see that Ian Rappaport addressed this. And he said that Antonio Brown was injured, didn't think he could play. 
And basically the coaching staff was like, no, you got to go out and play. I don't know if that's true. We're just saying what Ian Rappaport had heard. So I tweet out this. So Antonio Brown felt he wasn't healthy enough to play, so Arians cut him right then and there. If that turns out to be true, I don't really blame AB. I didn't think that that was over there. One thing that I have learned, though, with this whole Antonio Brown thing is you almost like if, you, if you're going to be a content creator and talk about it, you can't take sides. Because there are people that are like pro AB, pro or negative AB. There's no middle ground here. Anyways, so I put that out and Michael tweets me, I'm unfollowing you. And I go over and he did. <laughs> he did unfollow me over that tweet. I got to tell you right now, though, number one, I respect his just bluntness to tell me, Ray, I'm done with you. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. Whatever. People unfollow me all the time. People tell me off on Twitter. I think I, I tweeted out yesterday, like, you don't have to at me every time somebody insults me. I see it. I just don't, I don't care. But today was like one of those days that I was like, all right, no problem. You know what? No worries. I'm going to be on Dean Blundell today. You guys know every either Monday or Tuesday, it, it bounces back and forth. I do a two-minute drill where I kind of talk about all the latest and greatest news uh, when it comes to uh, the NFL. DeanBlundell.com is the mother station, as a lot of you know. It's a, you know, it's a good outlet for me. So I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm making headway at the network. I'm, I'm, you know, I got two articles on the website that are trending right now that are just blew up monsters. I was on their New Year's Eve special on New Year's Eve for like 15 minutes, just talking shit. And there's a regular co-host named Lachlan who was it was dean lachlan and myself when i did my first ever appearance a 30 minute sit down we talked about the bills patriots win game so anyways i'm gonna just play this click quip or click quick clip as dean goes to cut to my two minute drill and i think you guys are gonna see just why i need a a monster confidence boost right now is he ever stretching head anyway yeah. uh should we finish with ray's two minute drill might as well. Yeah. Who's first of all, we'll go back. Look at the enthusiasm there, right? Like, look how enthused they were. Should we go? Yeah, I guess. Might as well. See what he does. Yeah, whatever. Is he ever <laughs> stretching head? Anyway. Yeah. Uh should we finish with Ray's two minute drill? Might as well. Yeah. Who's Ray now? I I, I need route. I yeah, help me know who Ray Route is. No, he's Ray's a football guy, guy. Loves the yeah. CFL. Or, or the guy that loves the CFL. Oh, we've had Ray on before. He yeah. was on the New Year's special too. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Lock. Yeah. <laughs> I just when I saw the DMs about Ray, I was trying to catch up. That's all. Oh, sorry. Actually, to My be name. fair, uh, it was when we took over the show. You weren't there that day when we played that CFL crap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I wasn't around. I might not have been around. Yeah, no, you weren't there that day. You were. You were in. The, to I know we have a we have a football guy that does like a football podcast. That's who this is. Okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, get, get there quicker. There, here's Ray Routh with his two minute NFL drill. Like, <laughs> like I had no fucking idea who I was. If I ever needed a fucking boost of confidence, it's got to come right now. Uh, so that's why I come to the show. 7.30, got my boy Connor coming on. Uh, what I did do, though, is I'm trying to get, again, get my Patreon members 
a little bit more for their buck. As you know, the Patreon, Ray Route Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com slash CPN Sports is five bucks a month. You get four days a week of exclusive content. Uh, you have access to come on the Hangout on Fridays that we do live on air and then we'll go off air. Another thing I'm adding now too is is between this 7 till 7.30 mark, I'm dropping the link to this stream. I'm inviting in the Patreon guests. And I got Ross in the waiting room. I'm going to pop him up in a second. We're going to talk a little bit of, of Patriots. I'm going to try to do it if more and more people pop up, like one at a time, where we put them on the hot seat for a little bit. Uh, but you can get this access by going over to Patreon. Uh, just want to talk a little bit more about what we're going to be doing tonight with Connor. So obviously, uh, we're going to be addressing a couple of different things. But right now, I'm going to bring Ross on. Ross, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Ross. I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? There he is. I'm good, man. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's. Happy 2022. New England Patriots are back in the postseason after, I mean, an entire season of waiting for the Patriots to go back to the playoffs. They're back. The, the long-suffering fan base can finally move on with their life. <laughs> and dropping a 50 bomb on the Jaguars ain't a bad thing either. <laughs> Do you like my new image for the rest of the year? Oh, uh, the champion. The champion who we all insulted, everything that you do. And uh <laughs> pure luck of the draw. Pure luck of the draw. <laughs> Jesus. I know. You know what? I blew the playoffs because I think I started guys that were hurt and uh that were out. I didn't pay attention. I got knocked you got out. You guys sem- on COVID too, yeah. Yeah, I got knocked out. <laughs> COVID killed my team this year, like on multiple mm-hmm. occasions. And you um, lose Christian McCafferty early on in the season didn't help either. No, it didn't. Did you see that bullshit about those guys at Dean Wendell and Lachlan had no fucking <laughs> idea who I was? <laughs> like, you know you, you re- made it. You know you yeah, made it you, when, right? You, you got to understand one thing is you're the young guy, so they're going to give you trash no matter what. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the fact that he had no idea who I was, you could just see. Like, you could see the confusion in his face. <laughs> And I was, I was like, holy fuck! I'm glad I made such an impact on his life that this. Oh, it's like, wait, wait! I hired you. Who are you? <laughs> Luckily, Dean knew who I was. That's the important one, right? The one that website's named after. He was, but I was like, dude, I did a half hour spot with you. I was on the New Year's Eve show like three days ago. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's 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 been a great uh, weekend for football. My God, such great games. The Bengals. The oh, Bengals taking on the Chiefs. And have you seen the Chiefs fans just crying and whining, like just absolutely devastated, blaming referees like crazy? Like uh, it's uh, Brittany, uh, whatever her name is, Murphy or Matthews, um, <laughs> Mrs. Mahomes basically said that they got fucked. It's just been it's been a blast to, to watch the meltdown. And uh my boy Brad over at uh, the Brit Chief, he's like, yeah, the yep. NFL wanted it this way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it, dude. It was as bad as when um, when our boy Mario lost to the Jaguars. It was just as bad. I don't know if it was that bad from a whining pers- like from a perspective. Because, I mean, I think the Bengals are a, uh, are a true team. You know what I no, mean? No, no, no. But more, more the, the shock of the loss, you know? The, the the absolute uh blaming everything other than their own squad yeah okay so i want to put this delusional patriot fan says to be fair i don't know who dean is dean okay so dean blundell is a like a shot was considered a shock jock in canada he's huge um one of the reasons i joined the network was to grow my canadian exposure because every network that i joined was american 
and I was trying to, you know, cut, I cut my teeth as a Canadian. Uh, you may not know who they are. Canadians know who Dean Blundell is. So I just, I just want to say that it's, it's a big, and it was a big deal for me to be able to, uh, to go in it. Uh, Mike says you throw a, like, <laughs> let's just throw a beer in the middle of that room and they'll fight over it. They would, that group would. <laughs> uh, Mike says, uh, wow, dudes, Canadian get high as fuck for podcast day. So the New Year's Eve show, a couple of guys were, were, <laughs> munching some mushrooms and there's just a whole lot of uh <laughs> shenanigans going down uh i want to so let's talk about the antonio brown thing and Ooh. listen i'm going to tell you right now that um i've got to do more investigation on this because i've heard so much about antonio brown we've heard you know first it was like we saw everything that happened yesterday i played the video to begin the show i talked you know and, and we we all had our opinions based on just what we saw from when he him walking off the field. Then Ian Rappaport comes up this morning and he's like, well, you know, the, the coaching staff was trying to force him in. He didn't feel like he was healthy. And I know people are like, Oh, he jogged off the field. He did his jumping jacks. I tried to explain when I tore my ACL and I was coming back from recovery, I could box jump. I could squat. I could run at full pace, but I couldn't shuffle to the mm-hmm. side. It was putting too much strain. So yep. to me, like, Cutting on a football field and running routes is not the same as what he was doing going off. So I was kind of like, okay, if this is true, then, you know, maybe we have to talk about this a little bit, right? Um, mm-hmm. And what I realized is there's two different camps out there. You either defend AB or you trash AB. You can't kind of sit in the middle. And what I've managed to do today, based on my thumbnail that says Antonio Brown has lost his mind and my tweet that kind of said, well, hey, you know, I don't really blame AB if they're trying to force him to play hurt. Based on those two things, I have pissed off both sides. But, I mean, I might as well. It's 2022. It's my first show back. I might as well have everybody mad at me. Then I'm listening to Pat McAvee today, and Pat McAvee got some insight from Tampa Bay and basically was said that Antonio Brown was upset because he didn't feel like he was supported by Tampa Bay when he got suspended for handing in his fake COVID thing. <laughs> yeah, and forged I, documentation. Yeah, yeah. A surprise. Which says to me, though, did they know if he doesn't feel like he was supported and he just accepted Mm -hmm. it, do you think they knew? I think they knew, but they told him, it's like, if this makes it to light, we didn't know nothing about it. It's that sort of situation. You know, they want to win. That's what's important. That's why they put up with so many dramatics over in Tampa Bay. And it's just. As soon as it came to light, boom, you're suspended. They're not going to take liability for AB. No, absolutely not. No, no, probably not. Um, Okay, so I want to get on to uh, another thing I saw here today. So I'm going to read this out, two responses, and then we'll get to it. So Mia Kimes writes this out today. This is an email that she got from a guy's name, Charles Brown. I can't tell you how funny I think that the fucking guy's name is Charlie Brown. Okay? It says... (laughs) Mina, stop embarrassing yourself and pretending to actually know anything about male sports. The only reason you're at ESPN is due to affirmative action. Jeff Saturday must privately feel so emasculated having to pretend to have an intellectual back and forth about professional football with someone wearing lipstick and high heels. Viewers see you as a bad joke that they're forced into enduring. Have some dignity and do something that you're suited for. Uh, beautiful response by Mina. She says, sir, this is a Wendy's. I love it. But 
I want to give a little bit of kudos to <laughs> Jeff Saturday right now. Jeff Saturday responds with, this is absolute trash. Mina is fantastic at her job and has earned everything she has at ESPN. I can also tell you that I have reached out to Mina a number of times so that she could teach me about the use of analytics in football. She makes our NFL team better. Pipe down, Charlie. Let me ask you something, man. What is up with just the chauvinistic bullshit that comes around? Not just reporters in sports. We see the same thing with with women football fans who try to tweet mm-hmm. some of the shit that they go through. What's this yep. with this like fucking old school? And I mean, you're an old school guy, but I don't consider you an asshole like Charlie. What's with this bullshit? Well, I, I'm I'm a different kind of asshole, but we'll go into that another day. But <laughs> in all seriousness, like, let's take my wife, for example. Okay. You've spoken to her on occasion. She is the diehard of diehards of Boston Red Sox. She can cite, cite stats all the way back to the 1960s. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your gender, your orientation, or anything else. If you are passionate about something and you live it and love it, who cares if you can be smart and have a good opinion? Why does it matter? And I just hate the idea that this is gatekeeping, whether it's in sports, video games, movies, anything like that, that there's any type of gatekeeping based on your gender is absolute, absolute stupidity. No, I feel exactly the same way as well. There's a lot of women that we've had on this show that are very smart. I mean, take Gabby, right? I mean, Gabby's super smart. Uh, Sarah was super smart. Sarah was a little bit of a homer, and I was yeah. trying to tell her to pipe, you know, take it down a notch. But outside of being a super homer, she said some really smart things, even when she was saying things that I thought were. But she backed dumb. it up. Yeah, what she I thought she was up. dumb for saying, yeah. like the way she would defend Cam Newton over and over again. I didn't think she was dumb. I thought the argument was dumb. However, she didn't sound dumb when she was making no. the argument, right? And we've had some smart women who've come across on this show, and they've come across really well. We do have, um, not a lot, but we have a small contingent of female viewers who send me messages, DMs, and, and you know, asking me about sports and very knowledgeable questions. And sometimes I give the answer, and they don't agree with me, and they give me a very knowledgeable answer back. I just think that, I don't know if it's, you know, my age. I don't know if it's the fact that I've got, you know, a teenage daughter and a 10 year old daughter who are both involved in sports. And, Mm. um, my one daughter wants to move into not sports media, but wants to get into the media business, even though I've been trying to convince her not to, um, I've told her, you know, (laughs) fuck main street media, go the other way, like your stupid dad. Right. And, uh, but you know, whatever she's with it anyway. And I just, I don't know. I worry for them and the type of shit they're because I know the shit that people say to me and I try to tell people all the time, Women get it a thousand times worse than I get it a thousand times worse because there's still like this respect level because I'm a male and I'm, I mean, I admit all the time that I'm a fucking idiot, you know? So like, it's, I don't know. It it just fucking irritates me. It's, it's awful because generally at the end of the day, you're not judging someone based on their experience, knowledge, or their ability to do whatever analytics they're trying to do that day they're judging it just based on the fact of what they look like. And that's, it's terrible because you and me, we come from a management background. We hire the best person for the job, whether it be male, female, whatever, it doesn't matter. The best person gets the job. And I think having that background keeps us open-minded about people's not essentially what you see from the outside package. It's what they can bring to the table. 
Delusional Patriots fan says, I don't think she's terrible. I just have a negative opinion of how analytics is used in the talking head shows. And it's funny. There is such a war oh, between analytics and old school thinking, right? I find I find myself to be a hybrid. I think there's time that analytics make total sense to go to and, and use. And I mean, um, I mean, analytics are the best in an argument, right? Um, mm -hmm. Whereas, whereas... There's still some of the, there's still that whole game decision piece. You know what I mean? Like you still have to have the feel for the game. Analytics don't talk about the feel for the game. The analytics might say, hey, 90% of the time you're going to convert this. However, this defense is aggressive tonight. You know what I mean? And they've yes. been all over your quarterback. There's still a feel for the game. I think that there's a very good balance between analytics and old school. But for some reason, very much like the whole Antonio Brown argument, you almost Thank just you. have you have to just pick a side. And and I don't know. What's your thoughts on analytics? Well, the, my problem with analytics, so like if it's like real analytics, like, oh, you know, how are they in the red zone? What's their red zone percentage? What I get annoyed about is when on this Tuesday, every Tuesday, he scored five touchdowns. This makes him the greatest quarterback ever. Or it's just this, these ridiculous stats that come up that really mean nothing in the idea of a football game. And they tout him off to prop up whatever their favorite quarterback or player is. That's where I get slightly like, eh, no, thank you. But otherwise, it's a useful tool like anything else. Yeah, no, uh, I 100% agree. Uh, another thing that I saw today, as everybody knows, uh, I'm good friends with Gary Tange. We're uh, <laughs> we've got <laughs> we've got a very close relationship, and I promise a friend you, friend of the show, friend of the show, him and Doug Kide, they're my two best boys. Uh, and I don't sit there waiting for his negative bullshit to come out. Like I don't, I don't sit there just hoping that he, I can find something that fucks things up. Well, something came out, and I want I want oh, you guys no. to see what this piece of shit said. <laughs> Gary Tange writes in 2009, quote, I do think when T.O. is done playing, he will kill himself. Yes, I said it because I believe it. He is nuts but can catch the football. Gary fucking Tange said, I do oh, think when Terrell Owens is done playing, he will kill himself. Yes, I said it because I believe it. He is nuts, but he can catch the football. Now, my response yesterday was just simply, fuck, Gary, you've always been a piece of shit. And guys, Gary Tange is a piece of shit. Don't fucking miss. Don't fucking don't even pretend he isn't. He's one of those fucking human beings that I could give two fucks if anything ever happened to them. However, how can you come out? All right. I have a following. I have 9,000 YouTube followers. I have 12,000 followers over on Newsbreak. It's blowing up a few thousand on Twitter. Peep, there are people out there. There's at least 34 of them right now who give a shit about what I have to say. How can you have a following and think it's okay to say something like that? Like, what the fuck is wrong with Gary Tange? Uh, dude, you got to remember a couple of things. Gary Tangway has always been a piece of shit. Like, again, well, stretch back articles, even when he first started, there are certain guys that do not have a filter or have any common sense. And the fact being with this age of I have free speech and everything like that, he gets away with stuff like that. But if anyone else said that, they would be literally like shoved off all social media platforms. 
but that was what 2005 2009 2009 yeah and i know in 2009 you could get away with with a little bit more and and you know quote unquote cancel culture hadn't started yet and see i'm not i gotta tell you I, i want your opinion on this because again this is another thing that i sit in the middle because i see the good and bad in it i don't necessarily oppose cancel culture i think there's fucking people out there that need to be canceled right Mm -hmm. i just i think we've gone a little fucking crazy with cancel culture that's it that's an issue that i have i think that uh should gary tange be canceled for something he said in 2009 probably not even though he's a piece of shit i think he should be called out on it right yes see i think canceling somebody actually lets them off the hook because if i get canceled if i say some shit that people don't like and they're like oh fuck it cancel ray cancel ray right mm-hmm. and people stop watching me what fuck outside of no longer being able to fucking do a podcast anymore i could still do it but outside of not having big numbers what fucking what repercussions have i gotten no what i think we need to do is is everybody needs to go on twitter right now at gary tange and say hey you're a piece of shit you told somebody that they're gonna fucking kill themselves when they finish playing football you sir are a piece of shit you know what i mean and i think that's how that's how it should be handled, right? Because if I just go out and say, quote, hashtag cancel, you know, I don't know I said quote, hashtag cancel Gary Tangate, number one, all it's going to do is drive people to his Twitter page. Yes. Right? And then likes, clicks, and everything else. Yeah. And there's going to be people who don't like Terrell Owens. I mean, there was people yesterday comparing Terrell Owens and Antonio Brown, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Ooh. You can't, no. You can't make those comparisons. Even T.O., <laughs> like was like this is nuts like no disrespect but disrespect like come on um yeah, harsh. you know and so like for me i'm just like don't cancel him just everybody fucking let him know what you know who he is and what he deserves to come i mean fuck none of y'all have a problem calling me a fucking asshole or an idiot or this or that right let these guys know that this is what it is that's how i feel about things my, my big my biggest concern with stuff like this is I feel like uh, if someone does something like that, they should be called out. They should be said, you're an asshole. But at the end of the day, canceling someone doesn't change anything. It doesn't fix anything. It doesn't make them have to respond and say, what I said was wrong. I apologize or anything like that. What cancel culture does is just silence a voice with no chance of change. Yeah. You know what? Um, Who was that? uh, That asshole that producer that the me too movement started around or harvey weinstein right yes cancel his life you know what i mean that's Mm -hmm. a guy i had zero issues watching him go to jail watching everything watching his millions of dollars crash like i had no you know what if you're gonna be that much of a piece of shit i have no problems watching your life fall apart you know what i mean Mm -hmm. gary tangay there's different ways that we can deal with a dairy a gary tangay rather than you know cancel him and that's why there's no yeah, for a wine scene, there's no chance for any type of closure on that. What he did was he ruined lives for so many people. Forever. Yeah, so you yeah, so you gotta ruin them back. That's what I mean. So I don't again, I don't have a problem with cancel culture. I think there's a time and a place for cancel mm-hmm. culture, right? I don't mm-hmm. think Gary Tange should be canceled over being a fucking asshole and being an idiot. I think though that he needs to be held accountable. And I'm hoping that my tweets and other people will go. And I hope that we at least publicly can publicly hold him accountable for what he says. And I'm hoping that an asshole like that will just learn and not do it again. Um, okay, I got a question for you here. 
this came out from Anthony Curtis yesterday. Curious. Best veteran signing by the Patriots this season. Best rookie not named Mac Jones. And the best returning of the Patriots. So I said Matthew Judon, obviously, was the best vet signing. I like Christian Barmore as the rookie. And I went really to left field on returning player. And I said Brandon Bolden because of what he's <laughs> done on as Thank a third you. down running back. I'm curious for you, you though. You guys okay? gave me so much crap for Brandon Bolden. You know that, right? Well, we you guys did. Well, gave me so much crap. Well, I remember when he was starting and they were sitting Ramondre Stevenson, and I'm like, fucking Belichick is picking special teams <laughs> over this. But then, like, when he came in as a third down, and then you find out his story that he fucking yeah. beat cancer and all that other shit. Dude. I mean, like, he's just been phenomenal this year. Who do you think, though, best veteran signing, best rookie not named Mac Jones, best returning player? Hunter Henry, number one. I like him the best. I just wish Judon got used more by Mac, uh, Mc, McDonald's, McDaniels. Um, and then uh, moving on, I have to I have to admit Barmore. Like he's he's been that beast in the middle of the line, just holding the holding it down. And last but not least, I would say uh, what was the last one? Oh, uh, best Brandon returning Bolden. player. Brandon Bolden, I, I just got to say, is he was the Swiss Army knife I thought he was. I think there was a reason they kept him. He's got hands. He can still move. He's not going to be as dynamic as Harris or Ramondre, but he can catch the ball and he can go for extra yards. And I like him. No, I, I absolutely like him too. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, good. Because I'm frozen. I can't get back to StreamYard right now. Connor, I know you're in the waiting room. I promise you as soon as I stop getting the spinning ball of death right now, I will uh, we're go still over. on. You're still good. It's still live running right now. Yeah, that's good. I'm on Twitter at the moment because I'm trying to – I wanted to share something that McChicken sent to Gary Tangay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I can't get back over to uh, – I can't get back over to StreamYard right now. So there's nothing I can do, and I can't restart. And it's Google's not letting me do anything, and it's – it's uh, All right, do a hard, pa hard pause on your video. Go right to your icon. That should let it catch up. What, I don't know what a hard pause is, buddy. Uh, put put yourself, t turn it to just your avatar. No, no, I can't get back to StreamYard. I'm stuck on Twitter right oh, now. Oh, you're, you're completely stuck. Oh, wow. Yeah, Chrome okay. Chrome has uh, has shut down. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to I'm gonna bail for one second. If you can talk, I'm going to try to just restart Chrome, and then I'll be right back in a second. So entertain the masses. I'm not sure. There he is. Ross? Gray screen. Uh, I am not sure what happened. Can you see me? I can see you. I cannot see myself. No, you're just black. Just a black screen. Connor, if you can hear me, give a wave. Okay, Connor's waving. He can hear me. All right, Ross. Well, this was when I was going to say goodbye anyways. I appreciate you, John. <laughs> the link will be available tomorrow. It's going to be open to the Patreon crew every night of the week um, to come on for that first half hour and chat if you guys want to jump on. Could be one, could be ten. We'll see how it goes. Ross, you're legit, man, and uh, take care. Thanks for Fantasy jumping on. football champ. Thank you. Thanks for being a Patreon member. All right, guys, we are going to get Connor Carney up here in just a second. Got to take a quick second here, though. Take a break. Hear from my sponsors over at Symbol. When we come back on the break, Connor will be with us.
Hey guys, let me just take a few seconds here and tell you about my sponsors over on Symbol. If you've thought about investing in the stock market, but you're worried about making an investment because maybe you don't know enough about investing, or perhaps you're just not ready to put your money into crypto, why not invest into something you know all about, and that's the sports market. Symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investment into all-in-one place. On Symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots or take a long-term investment on teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Show your sports know-how by buying, trading, and selling shares in all of your favorite college, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA teams. You can also earn money for every win. You can invest in-season or out-of-season. It's up to you. Buy small, sell big. This is not some week-by-week gambling site where you can drop a wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. Be cautious, be aggressive, be a homer. It doesn't matter. Symbol is there for you to find the value and try to make you money. Symbol is offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're insane for offering. However, click the link that I've left in the description and use the promo code DPN and Symbol will allow you to make a completely risk-free deposit up to $500. Use the promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk-free for 90 days, meaning if you lose money, don't like the market, don't like the website, whatever reason, You can withdraw your entire initial deposit no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investing site in the world. I've left the link to the Symbol website in the description below. So I suggest you go check it out and show the world your sports know-how and how savvy of an investor you really are. Go check out Symbol by using the link that I've left in the description and make sure that you use that promo code and that promo code DPN and make a 90-day risk-free deposit for up to five hundred dollars and we're back what's going on everybody thanks for tuning in to talking football with ray of course my name is ray i'm with my boy connor carney we're going to talk in a second here connor how are you man very well it's always good after a patriots uh 40 point victory it is happy uh happy new year happy holiday good way to kick off 2020 Patriots hanging a 50 spot on the jacksonville jaguars uh we haven't certainly is we didn't get to talk after the – we talked after the Colts' loss. We didn't get to talk after the Buffalo Bills' loss. Um, yes. However, I didn't realize that you would call the radio station after Buffalo lost. <laughs> Is there footage out there of me? Am, well, I, I, got, on, am I on the radio? Well, you did. You called You called <laughs> in. Didn't, didn't you call into, like, Fledger, one of those places? Like, Fledger Maston? <laughs> I wish. I don't think they would ever let me on. Somebody sent me some audio. <laughs> and someone, said, someone copied me? And said, Connor's going off on the radio right now. Can I play it for you? I got it right here. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> Are you serious with this? You think the Patriots need a new what? Listen, the Patriots, the, the, the rookie wall, there's no such thing as a rookie wall with this kid. He's got a rag arm. He couldn't throw in that windstorm. The other guy threw the ball all over the park. And then yesterday proved it. Receivers, no receivers. Skill players, no skill receivers. The kid playing quarterback ain't our future. The future of the NFL is over in Buffalo. That guy, six foot four, two thirty, runs right by you, throws it ninety yards. And the other thing I want to say is Belichick hasn't won butt kiss without Tom Brady. So to, to be overinflated on this Bill Belichick, great defense, let's run the ball. Yeah, Bill Parcells did that back in the eighties. So that, is that where we're going here with this team? Come on, it's over. AFC goes through Buffalo for 20 years, not us. It's over. Wow. 
<laughs> How did they get that footage of me after the game? Who, who recorded that, McChicken? <laughs> I know that was old. I know a lot of people have heard that. Um, it was actually Dean Blondell himself who was it really? the, who sent me that clip. <laughs> he sent it to me on Christmas Day. He said, "Hey, Merry Christmas." Also, didn't realize that you called. Uh, didn't realize you called into a radio station, and I played it, and I was like, "Fuck, I hate Patriots fans so just, much." That's uh, that's just another day on uh, Boston Sports Radio, right there. A little bit of an overreaction, do you think? <laughs> just just slightly, just slightly, yeah. So. <laughs> Some little bit of inside jokes here. McChicken says, I think that was Somers. King Cato falls right up with, what is that Somers? I think that that was a better chance of being Somers than me. Yeah, I, I guess that guy was was not happy about the windstorm at the park. And, uh, you know, Josh Josh Allen, I don't know if he's right on those statistics, 6'4", 230. Yeah, well, right, run, right, runs right past everybody. And Belichick doesn't want Bupkis since, <laughs> Brady, <laughs> since Brady left. <laughs> By the way, you know that guy's at least 70. Yeah. By the way, bupkis is a new word I'm going to use a lot now. Like that's going to be one of my newest words. But I'm going to make it like uh, my new merch is getting created right now. I've got zero fucks. Yep. Legit kid. And I think bupkis is going to be the next one. I have to learn how to spell bupkis. I, I don't know if there's any wrong way to spell it, but that's that's a that's a word. The pack. The pack. <laughs> I don't think you could get any more mass than that guy, could you? No, no, that guy, that guy took the cake. He, is that uh, a Southie guy? Is that Southie? <laughs> I would think so, yeah. Southie, Charlestown, maybe. Yeah, he's upset. Very upset. <laughs> yeah, it's and you know what? It's really funny because I used that clip as a part of uh, – I, I wrote an article. McChicken – or uh, not McChicken. Uh, Somers' tweet actually made it. Uh, I used that clip as well. I wrote an article called uh, on DeanBundell.com. You guys can go check it out. Called Patriot fans are the fucking worst. <laughs> and basically just talking about like, you know, when they're on a seven game win streak, everything's fucking, everything is great, right? Like everything is, everything is great. Everything is fabulous. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And then they go back to back losses and they, there's no Ricky. He's got no arm. No, you know, kids throwing it all over the pack. The future's in Buffalo. Twenty years, he brings the Buffalo Bills for twenty years. Twenty years, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good sign for Mario, man. If he's watching, twenty years. Yeah, twenty years of the AFC East, man. <laughs> it's payback, man. It's payback for the past twenty years. I guess he's he's crowned it to Josh Allen just like that, despite the fact that uh, them and the Bills are the same record. So I had a rough day today, man. Did you? Uh, I did my, uh, you know, my usual two-minute blitz on DeanBlendell.com. Yep. Lachlan, one of the regular co-hosts, didn't know who I was. Oh, boy. I played it at the beginning of the show. 55 seconds of him trying to figure out who Ray Rout is. <laughs> never heard of me. I did a 30-minute spot with him once, but uh, <laughs> never heard of me once. At my internet think you were Ray Roth. Am I, am I blurry? My internet says I'm low. A little bit, but it's it's not that bad. Survivable? survivable yep and then uh i had a guy unfollow me today because i had an opinion about antonio brown literally i mean i, I gotta say like very blunt just told me i'm, I'm unfollowing oh, you okay <laughs> and i confirmed he did he no longer follows me as you can see All right there. uh but i respect it i respect that he was honest about it that he came out but i got a little bit of a That's confidence fair. booster today i got a little bit of a confidence booster look at that Damn, are you interested? <laughs> why, why does none of these good things ever happen to me, man? 
Well, you know what's funny? I wrote, nah, I'm good. And I was going to say, go ask, you know, go go check with, with Connor commentary. <laughs> and I uh, decided not to and send it to the Brit chief. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. I already have a wait list just so they know. So, uh, no, no worries. No, no word, no word of a lie. Um, that person DM'd me as well. <laughs> I just how much money it. they talking here? I just deleted it. I just deleted weekly it. allowance, man. You know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? So okay, so I I I may have uh, put you in a compromising position this week. Which which time? What happened this time? Which time did I put you in a compromise? <laughs> I may have tweeted an idea out that a lot of people are getting behind. Oh yes, let's hear it. Well, you know about it already. I said, I "Am I the only person who wants Connor commentary to return?" I did point out that you have the equipment to do it. I I do. I even offered to produce like it could look like this and I'm just in the background. It could be just like when you're with Ben where no one can see me. They can only see, you know, they can only see you. You can have guests. You control the show. If you don't want me to talk, I don't talk. If you want me to talk, I talk. If you can't get a guest. But I was watching throughout the Christmas break when I was up north. I was watching old Connor commentaries. And I realized I really miss. Well, first of all, because I don't get to see you every night of the week now. Yeah, but I miss Connor commentary. That's good to hear. The people still uh, circulating, even in other countries right now, a year later. Yeah. So it's uh, and of course, if you did it on through my channel, you'd be a part of the Dean Blundell network. You would get your your little pops there and props there and bounce up. Maybe you could secure your own sponsors. I did just secure a, a sponsor today, so maybe people will see Connor commentary and want to want to sponsor that maybe i could talk to some of my current sponsors and they could sponsor you up and you could make a little bit of money that way i might have to take this i might have to take this up the people on twitter seemed receptive to it they did i want to know in the chat right now if you're watching live on youtube uh if you're watching on the podcast watch us on youtube do you want connor commentary back this isn't dpn commentary this isn't dear pats nation this is something totally different and dude i figured out how today to give you your old intro Welcome to Connor Commentary. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. And I, we're back. I can pull all of that stuff off. You have the equipment. Connor, are we like, look, come on. People want it. People want it. I don't know. Let's see. People want it. Twitter wants it. Wow. All the way, all the way from Ohio. We got we people want across. The, we got people across the country. We want Connor. McChicken's saying no. Yeah, McChicken needs to <laughs> shut up. McChicken needs to stop. Dude, think about, I, the, think about the super chats. That's Connor, true. Connor, Connor. Because I'll give you anything you make super chats, I'll give you. 100% that's, yours. That's a good point. We got to put this in motion. I think. I'm just putting it out there. I think we need a Connor commentary. Return. Wow! Look at this. Look at every. Look at look at the people. They're pushing for the the return of Connor commentary. Less than a year later, just like that. <laughs> Go back to Connor screen for just a few minutes. That's wow! Way better. Mike what? N. Wow! You brought Mike N. On and uh, put him on and everything, and that's how he repays you. He wants you off the screen just like that. Well, you know what? I mean, I think this one's for you, anyways. Come back. Love from Boston. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. 
I have been trying to convince Connor to come back since he quit. So you guys don't understand. I texted him the day after he told me he was leaving the show and like threw out this idea of how to try to keep. <laughs> I've managed to get him. Listen, guys, it's it's slow increments with Connor. I've managed to get him from doing a 15-minute spot every Monday to doing sometimes an hour spot on Monday. Now I'm convincing Connor commentary. That's twice a week of Connor. Technically, me as the producer, you know it's just going to turn into him and I talking, except he's going to be bringing the the stuff because Connor's not going to go out and find a guest and work and really finding a guest. And then I only got to... Friday is the hangout, so he doesn't have to do Friday. So then I only got to convince him to do Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Connor's back. Just like that, slowly but surely, before I know it, he'll be back every night of the week. Connor, the earnings are in the thousands now. You know that, right? I've heard those rumors. I keep, ba- I keep hearing these things as this soon as a- I walk away. <laughs> this is a bad month, and we're still in the thousands. Yeah, I know. It's every. I don't know what it is. All the super chats, the news break, Dean Blundell, everything. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, I don't make a lot of money on Dean Blundell. Dean Blundell is all about the exposure to try to get those sponsors, which I got one. So hey, that helps too. It does. It does. Um, so uh, sports gear, like nice. Patriots, like like licensed NFL gear. That's actually something that people obviously on the show are going to buy. That's what you need is something that's actually going to match up. Like before we were just doing whatever, like shave your balls, dude, shave your beard. Well, symbol, symbol is work. Symbol is good. Cause actually symbol is good too. You got the gamblers and the investors. They like that. People are clicking on the link. Uh, People, people have embraced news break. They're, they're downloading the link a lot, but now we got the, they've got the, the football gear coming in. So um, I'm telling you to be a dope one. Ross says Shades is exposing himself. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I will tell everybody, everybody, um, I'll tell everybody what I make at this moment if that means getting Connor back on the show full time. That's that's the dedication that we need right here. (laughs) It is. Um, I mean, I don't want to drop anybody else. I want Mike. I want Mario. You know what I mean? Like Lawrence, except you just be there with us. Yep. Let me ask you something. It's just you and I. Okay. Forget everybody else for a second. Let me ask you something. Here comes the sales pitch. How close are we, Connor? How how close are we to bringing you back? I know you're making like millions and millions of dollars at your new job, but doing all right. But how much do you miss this? Tell me the truth. How much do you miss coming on Monday to Thursday? No more weekends. We don't do Saturday, Sunday anymore. That's yeah, done. that is nice. That's dead. We do Monday to Thursday. I'll even do the Friday hangout. I'll do all the Patreon shit. You don't got to do none of it. See, this is this this is a this is a aggressive offer right here. So what I'm offering you is is a forty percent stake. Yep. Because I'm doing a little bit more work than you, like normal. I'm which is always which has always been true. I'm offering you a forty percent stake to work four days a week for like a fucking hour and a half. And we start at seven. We don't even fucking have to start at nine because you have a regular job now. That is true. I do. We're, we'll be done by like eight thirty, and the night is finished. That is true. That is true. That is that is a uh, fairly aggressive offer. I don't know. I don't know though. We'll we'll see. I might revamp the Connor commentary. I might do that. That's that's on the front burner. We'll see. I might come back though. I might come back. I got to think about it. I'm the clo- we're the closest we've ever been. I'll say that much. Do you want to make some real motherfucking money? <laughs> That's from South Park. 
<laughs> of all places. <laughs> so that's going to be like from a, a gambling movie or something. <laughs> Shout out to Mini Hype, man. They're always supporting me. Yeah, Mini Hype is sick. What's up, man? Sheesh, Connor, if you don't want to do it, I'll want to do. Beg me, Ray. <laughs> See, people, dude, I get messages on a daily basis of people who are trying to be my co-host and yet you keep fucking i think it's because you're playing hard to get with me Maybe. You know what I, mean? Maybe. I want what i can't have <laughs> we'll see i had people comment on the thing too this it's funny because like anytime that people are like oh let's start a podcast we'll do it i'm like i've we've started many man we're we're way beyond that do you understand the beef that you and i would have if you started a podcast with somebody else <laughs> oh my god imagine somebody random on twitter too we Somebody would not respond to the thing. And you're like, yeah, sure. Let's start one. We would yeah, not sure. be fucking friends anymore. <laughs> and I would do everything I could to fucking just trash your show. I'm like, Connor, they, all they do is talk about <laughs> killing puppies. That's all they do. <laughs> That's their, whole, their whole show. Yeah. Their whole show is about killing puppies. And uh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would do like these edits where I just edit your voice. I like to kill puppies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that on Twitter already. <laughs> McChicken throws out a super chat that says, Connor, you have to do it. I super chatted. Ray, he will sign the paperwork after the show. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Is that how this works? <laughs> McChicken says, Connor, I'll give you a roast beef sandwich Oof. if you start a podcast with me. No, fuck you, McChicken. Oh, that's, that's actually a pretty good offer. The right? case still works for me. Oh, yeah. I forgot still about the that. Dude, I told, every, I, I told everybody to go on to Twitter and at Gary Tangay and tell him he's a piece of shit. And he did it immediately. Immediately, <laughs> he did it. That's why McChicken's the best un unpaid intern in the business. So, Kinkato says, "Give Connor sixty percent." Trident Lairs, your cabin up north. Argos season tickets and the trophy you won last year. <laughs> now we're talking. Okay, now, this first is of the, all, now this is a serious offer right here from Joe. First of all, if you want the cottage, take the fucking cottage. Okay. <laughs> you want sixty percent? Take sixty percent. You want the gum? Take the gum. But you stay the fuck away from my washer toss trophy. <laughs> That's fair. I worked long and hard for that trophy. No one is touched. Plus, I got to give it back. Okay, I, on I, only, I only get it for one year, which you got to get back your trophy this year. I do. It's over my shoulder. Shout out, shout out to my friend Jimmy Hayes, who won last night officially. He's you were in the, the finals, champion. right? No, I, I came in third this year. I almost, I came in third too. Yeah, I almost made my big bounce back because remember, I, I won it three years in a row. Then I came in last yeah. last year. And then semifinals, I crashed out. Dude, I don't even get super chats anymore, and they're just pumping them up to get you back. Connor <laughs> reporting from Snake Island. Thank you. Hey, I still, still got to go to Snake Island, man. I'm going to sneak out there one day and see what's going on out there. Oh, McChicken says he doesn't work for me anymore. Wow. No loyalty out of McChicken anymore, man. I don't know and what you know, it is. He's got off... McChicken won his league. Oh, by the way, no, can we, give, we got to give Ross a big hand for winning the uh, the Deer Patch Nation pool. I owe him merch. Yes, shout out to shout out to Ross there. He's got to get a Snake Island shirt. Connor came in dead last, <laughs> despite having Nick Folk, who was the best kicker in the league. I still and, came in dead last, and, and uh, the other kicker, what's his name? <laughs> Quinn Nordine. A boy Mario is on. Says you're legit, kid. Thank you, sir. The Patriots are still going to beat the Bills in the playoffs. Hashtag says, uh, tell Connor to come back. 
The whole crew, the whole crew is here. They're all teaming up with me. They're putting the pressure on me. This was planned, wasn't it? It wasn't. You got, every, but you got everyone together. I wasn't, but this this turned out really, really well. I actually have six things I wanted to talk to you about that we haven't gone to yet because this just turned into something else completely different. Fair, fair enough. On a scale from one to ten, how close are we? Six point six point nine. Oh, it's not close enough. <laughs> how was the new job? You don't have to give me details, but how like on the air? But how was the new job? It's good. It's you enjoying good. it? It's still, yeah, it's. It's still a job at the end of the day, but I like it. It's an improvement. Are you get fired? Oh, I I would hope not. We're not trending that way now. No, things are going well. Things are going well, yeah. You're doing what you have to do. Yes, yeah, so so far, knock on wood. You're done school now, right? I am done school. I am officially a master class graduate at the end of December. Congratulations. So yes. now you're just working, done at five now every I'm just day. Working. Yes, sir. So why the fuck can't you come back to the <laughs> You see, now I come home from work and I sit on my couch and I do nothing. It's very nice. You can do that as same much shit. <laughs> what time do you get home? 5.30? Yeah, it depends on if I'm on the road or not. But yeah, right around there. 5.36. Yep. Go home, take an hour, have a bite to eat. Come on at 7, be done by 8.30. You can still watch the fucking Sox game. I have to come home and cook, though. You know how it is with, with me as a cook, dude. I come home, I prepare these meals. I don't just come home and throw something in the microwave. You know what I mean? What you have tonight? Pop-Tarts? Easy Mac? <laughs> Soup. Soup. <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> Stay straight out of the can, or did you heat it up at least? Yeah, you put it, take it out of the can, you put it in the microwave. It's all you need. Like Campbell's chicken soup? Is that what you had? Yeah. Good for you. You guys too good, you guys too good for soup now? No, I had fucking uh, popcorn chicken and french fries for dinner. Oh, nice. Like, I do that sometimes, too. I just warm up things in the oven. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I use the oven, but, you know. Have oven, you used your oven yet? Toaster oven. Yeah, I use it. I pour, I stack things on it all the time. <laughs> Gets still, its use. One of my favorite messages still is, do I have a convection oven? <laughs> <laughs> I think Ross is more on on point here. I got the easy bake oven. The easy bake oven. <laughs> God. He says you own a toaster. Shut up. <laughs> I do own a toaster. It's right there. It's wonderful. I use it all the time. It works perfectly. Toaster oven, right? <laughs> toaster oven, exactly. Shout out to uh, Armani Torres. Uh, all love for Ray. <laughs> And with Connor coming back, I think that would be the greatest comeback of all time. Goats. Wow. How are you feeling about Miami losing? Wow. I mean, big day, big day for Patriots fans and Bills fans, obviously, with uh, Miami losing. That guaranteed us both teams' spots in the playoffs. Buffalo win next week. They win the AFC East. If Buffalo loses and the Patriots win, they win the AFC East. If they both lose, the Bills win the AFC East. But both teams in the playoffs, and we're going to get to the playoffs in a second, but how do you feel about Miami being knocked out after winning those seven games in a row? It's a tough way for them to go out, but it was kind of inevitable. You know, I, I didn't think they were going to win nine games in a row, to be honest with you. So it's tough, but it was it was going to happen. I mean, good for them for even making it happen. It looked like they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league to start the season. So makes it not feel as bad that the Patriots lost to them week one because they actually came right down to the wire. McChickens or uh, Hinkato throws a super chat. Thank you. That says McChickens' dad is going to have Connor's vehicle towed, impounded, and license revoked if he doesn't return. <laughs> they've they've surpassed the bribes and they've gone straight to the threats now. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're going to hold my feet to the fire pretty soon. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't got a super chat in like weeks. And I got like $40. Born and fine now. Yeah, because you're back. I'm telling you, <laughs> dude, the money is good right now. Kana. Kana. <laughs> I'll keep working, guys. We're at a 6.9. That's not We're bad. We're at a 6.9. That's not bad at all. 69. All right. <laughs> Let's talk a little. Oh, I got to do this one first. So Edward says, Connor, do you slice the garlic with a razor like in Goodfellas? You know, the system in Goodfellas when they're in jail. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a good system, right? McChicken says the obvious, though. Uh, Connor would end up cutting himself with the razor trying to cut the garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would never I would never be allowed to use a razor. It's not something they let me use. <laughs> uh, no, Mike's going to keep coming back next week and keep keep doing it. It's like a an accumulative thing. Oh, stop. We got a few words hurt, Ray. LOL. <laughs> yeah, we did. We've gotten a couple. We've gotten a couple. I apologize, Mario. I apologize. I was talking some shit to Buffalo fans this week about them not being able to beat Jacksonville and the Patriots doing things they couldn't do, like, you know, throw touchdowns and that kind of thing. So, but uh, let's, uh, let's, can I get into the fucking football stuff I want to talk about? Does, is that, I'm ready. does that work for you? I'm prepared. The New England Patriots, Connor, are back in the playoffs after a long time of waiting to return to the playoffs. It all It's been an entire season. Uh, last time the Patriots were there in 2019, 2020 was the first time the Patriots had missed the playoffs since 2008 with one game remaining. The game almost next week means something and nothing all at the same time. So I got a question for you. If you're Bill Belichick, do you approach this game and say, I think Buffalo's going to win. I'm going to rest my starters. Or do you approach this game saying, hey, Buffalo could lose to the New York Jets, and I'm going to play my starters because we got to try to win the East? That's very tough. I was actually thinking about that earlier. It's hard for me, like if you're actually technically still playing for something, not to you know play your starters and at least try to get the victory. Because then what happens if you go out there, you sit everybody, you let Miami win the game without really putting in that much of an effort. And then in the absolute miracle of the century, the Jets beat the Bills and you could have had the opportunity to win the division and move way up in seating and play at Gillette Stadium opposed to going on the road. So I lean more towards them trying to win the game and playing their starters and moving forward that way. But at the same time, then if you go out there and somebody gets hurt and you already had a playoff spot anyways, then it's kind of a waste there when you're looking at the scoreboard and the Bills are beating the Jets 30 to nothing. So it, it's it's tough, but I think you kind of have to start your starters and then go from there. I mean, if it's if it's a blowout at, at halftime in the Jets-Bills game, then you can kind of peel everybody back at halftime and put Brian Hoyer and Nikhil Harry out there. Mario says he's waiting. Waiting for what, dude? I apologize. Uh, Chevy says, you take your foot off the gas in January, you lose. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, that's there's something to be said about momentum as well. I mean, now all of a sudden they have a ton of momentum after two, obviously, two of the, you know, poorer games of the season. They came back out and put up 50 points and, you know, beat the beat the Jaguars by 40 yesterday and now for them to reel it back in and slow down is kind of tough when they have all this momentum they want to keep it rolling Mario says the Pats and Bills play at 425 uh they flex the Bills game because of that fact I also don't oh. know if you saw this 
I think if the Chiefs lose, sorry, yes. if the Colts lose to Jacksonville, if the Colts lose to Jacksonville on Sunday, the Sunday night football game between the Chargers and I want to say is it the Browns, all they need is a tie for both teams to make the playoffs. So we could see on Sunday night football, the final primetime game before the postseason, both teams just take 15 knees, kneel down, <laughs> run the clock, tie the game. There's no reason to play or risk your players. You both just need a tie. You kneel the ball 15 times each. You both make the playoffs. <laughs> now, that would be something that I, I would love to see. It's Chargers I mean, Raiders, not Chargers Browns. Chargers Raiders. We're going to we're gonna see a lot of funny scenarios, and including funny scenarios, I think there's a very weird one where the Patriots can still somehow end up as number one, the number one seed in the division. So everything's going to go completely wonky come Sunday. All right, so next thing I want to talk to you a little bit about it's happening as we speak. Juju Smith-Schuster puts out, if tonight is the last ride at home, I have to say thank you to one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history for welcoming me into this league, helping me grow, and being there for me in every step of my career. It's been an honor to catch passes and take the field with you. Thank you, Seven. Of course, that is Big Ben Roethlisberger, who uh, is – Hinted at retirement after this season. Tonight, they're playing the Cleveland Browns at Heinz Field. It's probably going to be his last game at home at Heinz Field. Where do you rank Ben Roethlisberger uh, amongst all-time quarterbacks? He's in my top 10, but he's very close to the bottom. But I talk about him all the time, especially as a Patriots fan. I don't think that you can write the Patriots history without writing about Ben Roethlisberger. No, I mean, Big Ben's first... uh season in the league I think they actually went 15 and one and they were actually the number one seed and that was when uh the Patriots actually beat them and then they won the Super Bowl obviously going down the line Big Ben went on and won a couple Super Bowls himself he's had a fantastic you know career with the Steelers and he's almost been like Peyton Manning in another way it's always been Tom Brady and Peyton Manning but there have been a bunch of battles between Tom Brady and and Big Ben and Big Ben's got the better of him a few times as well you know, I, I would rank him right around that that number 10. You know, I, I think obviously I would still put Peyton Manning a, a little bit ahead, but Big Ben's still a legend in himself, man. He's had a fantastic career, and just unfortunately it's tough because he's obviously a shell of himself right now, and, you know, he's he's not the way that he looked for the fi- past 15 years. But he, I, I think he's definitely around that, that 10 range. Hashtag has him as a top 15. Yeah, I would say so. McChicken Vlog says Big Ben undefeated in the courtroom below average <laughs> on the field. That's that's a good assessment as well. <laughs> Lauren says, I don't remember Big Ben being there when Juju was TikToking on teams logos. <laughs> probably not, but I don't think Big Ben has the uh the feet to do those type of dances, so he probably had to sit off to the sidelines regardless. Uh, hashtag says for like 20 years, it was big Ben Manning or Brady representing the AFC, which is true. I think pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Chevy says to sustain the level of play being his stature is insane. Uh, no notable drop off until this season, bro earned some rest. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's another guy who just did it for years and years and years. Yeah. And uh, B from Ohio says big Ben has more chips than Rogers. And again, I think, I think sometimes that when you talk, because I talk about that generation of quarterback, which was like Brady, Manning, I probably throw Aaron Rodgers in there. Probably Brett Favre is in that same sort of era, even though he kind of played in both. Yeah, uh, Tony Romo, 
Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, you know what I mean? Like sort of that era of football. But when I think of those top guys that like are Drew Brees, obviously, when I think about those, those quarterbacks that I, you know, hated uh, respectfully Manning Brees, obviously uh, a lot of respect for Breeze. uh, you know, Stafford, I don't know. I, I don't think very high Stafford and not as high as other people think of him. I used to think higher Stafford and not anymore. Uh, but to me, Ben was one of those guys, but so was Flacco. So I, I don't want to take a lot of heat for that. But uh, Big Ben was one of those guys that I always had in sort of in that mix. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to go down as a legend, you know, Hall of, Hall of Famer, you know, Super Bowl quarterback. He's He's got to be easily, like Mario said, top 15, if not, you know, borderline in that top 10. Dallas Cowboys uh, got the news they didn't want to get today. Adam Schefter tweeted that test confirmed that wide receiver Michael Gallup tore his ACL per source. I'm sure the source is correct. I'm sure that's confirmed. And I think that Jerry Jones already said yesterday they believe that Gallup had a torn ACL. Uh, what does that do to the Cowboys? They had a, a bad loss to Arizona. Um they're starting to do what the Cowboys do. They start faltering at the end of the season, and we're looking for another possible crash out come playoff time. Uh, how important is it that Gallup, like how big of a hit is this to the Patriots or to the Cowboys? I apologize that the Gallup is out. It's pretty big. I feel bad for the kid. He's, he struggles to stay healthy, and I actually think he's very talented if he could stay on the field. Fortunately for them, they are absolutely loaded with talent. Um, I mean, they obviously have Schultz at tight end. Then you got Amari Cooper. You're looking at C.D. Lamb. You're looking at Cedric Wilson. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Ezekiel Elliott's definitely not the same that he used to be, but he's still solid. Tony Pollard's very good. So they have a lot of weapons, and obviously Dak being a great quarterback himself. I mean, it, it's going to hurt, but they're in a good position to still have a ton of weapons. So that it's not going to hurt as much as it would if he was on a different team, but it's it's definitely tough just the way that it went down at the end of the season, right before they're going into the playoffs. So it's it's definitely a hit for them. But I think if any team could kind of withstand it, they have the weapons to keep going. Would you not consider Gallup their true stretch receiver, though? I mean, I know CD CD Lamb's got the wheels, but like, yep. isn't Gallup the true stretch receiver that they have on the team? Yeah, I mean, I I would say that he was. That was really his job. That's that's what his his job out there to do was stretch the field. And then obviously Amare Cooper and, and, and CeeDee Lamb are both obviously great weapons. But yeah, that's that's that was really what he was good at. And he had the speed to do it. So that's going to make things a little bit, I don't want to say easier, but a little bit less complicated for defenses to plan for if they don't have to worry about him anymore. Um, okay, so I want to just go to the chat here. BF says Dallas won and done in the playoffs with that. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. I mean, the it, the main reason for that not shocking me is how good the NFC is. So they're going to have to face a very formidable opponent. You know, it's it's not going to be any real cupcakes in the NFC. Maybe one or two teams are going to squeak in there that I don't really see winning anything. But for the most part, we're going to see some very good teams go home early in the NFC. Gallup is a free agent next year. Yeah, that's delusion, bad, bad timing for him. Future New England Patriot. I know that Michael Gallup is somebody that the Patriots have or Patriots fans have sort of been enamored with. We talked about all the weapons that they had last season or this season. And there was a thought that maybe the Patriots make a trade for Gallup. I remember proposing Stefan Gilmore for Michael Gallup right, right. at one point in the off season. Would you want to see Michael Gallup as a Patriots fan? You being a Patriots fan yourself. I'm not opposed to it, but I'm, I'm not like running to sign him either. It, We'll we'll see what happens with Gallup. I mean, like I said, he's he's struggled to stay on the field. 
he definitely, you know, give him a great opportunity to help them stretch the field. But I don't know if he's going to be exactly what they're looking for in the offseason. McChicken says Tony Pollard, Ohio Stank, Zeke Elliott. Uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes just won the Rose Bowl, just so everybody's aware. And a phenomenal finish. A phenomenal finish. So, um, so yeah. there's that. There's that, McChicken. There's that. What quarterback would you want to finish a game? So I saw this <laughs> argument today, uh, and and Dan Orlovsky or whatever he says his name says, quote, I don't know if there's five guys in the NFL that I want the ball in their hands more late in the fourth quarter than Matthew Stafford. There's a reason he has 42 fourth quarter comebacks and real uh, Ryan Clark just says because he's always losing. Um, if you were, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. When I think about the guy who I want finishing a game for me, if we're down in the fourth quarter, Matthew Stafford is not the top of my list. Uh, if I was going to be real with you, it's probably Aaron Rodgers who's the top of my list. Tom Brady, yep. the top of my list as well. It's probably like one and one a kind of thing. Uh, do you want Stafford at the top of your? Is he at the top of your list as a guy to lead back a fourth quarter comeback? I'd want Josh Allen over Matthew Stafford to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to say Stafford's not at the top of my list, but he wasn't somebody who I would have thought of. I immediately thought of the exact two people you said, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. If I had to pick, it would be one of those two for sure. From there, I'd have to really look into the league and see see who else I, I, I'm really thinking about here. I mean, probably Patrick Mahomes as well, put him in there. Um, but I, Stafford, maybe fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere somewhere in that range. Not that he's at the bottom of the list, but he wouldn't be in the top three, that's for sure. Where do you have Josh Allen? Josh Allen's got to be up there too. He's got to be around four or five, maybe. He's not, I mean, he's not at the bottom of the list, but I, don't, I wouldn't put him at the top three. Josh Allen says, or hashtag sports says, I bet 38 of those were just bombs to Megatron. Which <laughs> back probably. in the day, man, that's used to that used to be what he did. He would just bomb it out there to the guy. Megatron was phenomenal. Oh, you want to hear one here? Hashtag says, if I need a field goal, Brady, touchdown, (laughs) Rodgers. I knew it would be something out of Mario here. McChicken says he would take Josh Allen with a dome. (laughs) That's fair. Be from Ohio says Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow getting a lot of love. I got to tell you, too, I might love Joe Burrow. I might be, I I might be just falling in love with the kid. Did you hear his thing to uh, about Jamar Chase yesterday? He's just like, yeah, he's like, it's like the old gif. Just throw the effing ball. Jamar Chase is somewhere. <laughs> hey, he did it yesterday, and it sure as heck worked, man. Chiefs Jamar fans Chase getting, was out there. Chiefs fans were getting really riled up. Really, yeah, I, really riled up. I can't uh, blame them. Not just from the referee, but they're getting really riled up during the week because all the media was comparing, if you were going to start a team today, would you want Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? And, like, everybody but Nick Wright picked Joe Burrow. <laughs> did they Over, really? Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot. And uh, a lot of people don't know this. Former Ohio State quarterback, Joe Burrow. Wow. Couldn't take the job from Dwayne Haskins transferred to LSU. A lot of people don't know that, though. Yeah, That that worked out well for him, not so much for uh, Haskins. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't don't think it worked out. It it worked out the best. I want to get on this one right here. Uh, My boy Adam sent this over. Uh, he is a Giants fan. He also a, covers the Yankees. Said the Patriots took one season off, already have their next franchise quarterback, already at the top of the AFC East. Uh, the New York jealousy, the New York Giant jealousy runs deep. Uh, you know Adam, he's been on our show yep. um, m- multiple times talking football with us. 
how impressed are you that like, first of all, you and I were pretty much on the same page that we didn't think the Patriots were going to flip it around this quickly. Like we weren't looking at 10, 11 wins. We didn't know. We didn't think they were a playoff team. We said that eight to nine win mark. We thought that was a successful season. Flip it over the next year. In fact, at one point we were both saying start Cam Newton. So Mac Jones can just learn. It's going to be a losing season anyways. And right. they start Mac Jones. They win 10 games, possibly 11 games. They're going to go to the postseason. Two-part question for you. How impressed have you been with how fast Belichick's been able to turn this around? And number two, are you satisfied with just making the playoffs? If they were one and done, would you walk away and say this was a successful season? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very impressed to start. I mean, this is coming from somebody who thought that the best route was, like you just said, to start Cam Newton and then bring Mac Jones in after and let him get acclimated and that he was going to start next season and next season was going to be the year where they really tried to get to the playoffs and this year was going to just be kind of a coin flip and hope they did all right. And if they made it to a 10-win season and made the playoffs, it was going to be a huge victory. Um, now that they're in a completely different position and that they've already won 10, possibly 11 games, I mean, but let's call it as it is, how they, they can really choose to lose this game if they want to. It doesn't even really matter. So they're in a such an opposite position as they were last year. Now they're going into the last game of the season like, hey, how do we want to approach this? Because we're already going to the playoffs. Um, as far as a successful season, I'd like to see them win one, but if they don't, I mean, they've still kind of exceeded expectations. They've still won 10, possibly 11 games. They, they're they going to the playoffs. I mean, they still have an outside shot, obviously very unlikely to even win the division still at this point. I mean, they're just going to keep growing from here. This, this is just a a much quicker rebuild than we ever could have imagined. We thought it was going to be two, three years before they are where they are now. So extremely impressive, and we never should have even doubted Bill Belichick for a second. Yeah, Chill Top Major says, everyone really gave the Patriots no chance to make the playoffs in the beginning of the NFL season. I didn't give them a chance before the season started. I didn't give them a chance when they were two and four. I didn't really even give them a chance when they're in a, you know, when they blew up the Jets. Like I was, we were kind of like, it's the Jets, right? right? Up until like the winning streak, I was really excited about the win against Houston. And I think I explained myself. It wasn't because at that point that I saw the Patriots as a playoff team. I was really excited because Mac Jones, you're getting blown out on the road. You come out, you throw an interception to start the second half. And I think it was either a pick six or it led to uh, to, to a touchdown. He really could have packed it in and called it quits. And he battled back and ended up beating Houston. I remember Mike and I having it out a little bit about it because I was excited about the win, not because of the win column, but because of they, they came back. Um, then they go on the win streak. And, um, you know, it's funny because it's been sort of this like roller coaster because you're like, oh, yeah, AFC championship game, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I mean, totally. I see a comment I'm going to get to. Totally exceeded my expectations. I had them as an eight-win team this season. Um They've won two more. They're possibly going to win three more. If they beat the Dolphins, they're going to go to the playoffs. I mean, this has been uh, the best, best case scenario we could have asked for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it. I mean, it's, it's exceeded expectations from the start and I'm, I'm excited to, to they're kind of playing with the house's money come the playoffs, right? Cause not a lot of people are going to expect them to go far, especially as far as the Super Bowl goes. So each week you're just playing with the house's money. Uh, so Ben says, interested to see how you spin the Pats being an eight-win team this year to hopping on the bandwagon to then losing to two good teams and hopping right off. Well, 
So first of all, let's start with this. Uh, hopping on and off the bandwagon means that you stop cheering for the team. That's never happened. I've I've been I watch any video I make. I must say I'm a Patriots fan 30 times, even on my like news break stuff. So I'll exp- so that's the explanation of bandwagon. Bandwagon means cheering for a team when they're winning and then cheering for a different team that's winning. So never jumped on and off the bandwagon. So that one I can just put to rest. Is that fair, Connor? I think that's fair. Yes, that's correct. Uh, you and I have talked about this. How many times have I acknowledged I was wrong about the eight losses? We do it all the time. I think we just did it two minutes yeah. ago. Not? Yeah, I think that's how we started it out. The Patriots have completely exceeded my expectations, completely blew away what I thought they were going to do. I tell people all the time that I'm not smart, you know? Um, So I don't really get your comment. And if you need, you know, again, if you need a further explanation on bandwagon, shoot me a DM. I can, uh, I can explain it a little bit more. So uh, yeah. And the Colts and the bills are better than the Patriots. I'm sorry to tell you they are like, I don't think that does that make me not a fan? No, but we'll see the Bills in the playoffs, all right? Hashtag, he's getting all excited over there that you said the Bills are better. That doesn't mean they'll win. But they're but they're better, though. They're better. Can you really turn – can you look at me right now and say the Patriots are a better team than the Bills? The Patriots have better special teams, clear and away. I mean, if you, we're talking kickers, it's just so obscenely, and, you know, this is a, a, just an accurate and unbiased – you know, statement. It's just so much better light years away that I think that it actually gives the Patriots a little bit of a leg up on them. But outside of that, yeah, the bills are probably the better team. And would you still win though? And is it fair to say the Colts are a better team than the Patriots? The the Colts. Yeah. The Colts are a stacked team. I mean, just talent, just talent wise. Okay. Cool. Uh, I don't really have any more to say about that. I just, Thought I would address it. Thought I'd explain what a bandwagon means. Um, Connor and I came out here each and every night l- last year, five days a week. Yep. After, after, <laughs> after loss, after loss, after loss, after loss, after loss. Uh, sat here week after week doing the math, trying to figure out how the Patriots can make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't prove we're not bandwagon, I don't, I don't know what else does. But uh, yeah. But the Patriots dropped 50, hung 50, whatever adjective you want to use, on the Jacksonville Jaguars on Friday. I did say before the game started, Connor, a couple days before that, if the Patriots were to be successful in the playoffs, then they would have to blow out Jacksonville. I looked at this game very similar to the New York Jets game. Good teams blow out bad teams. Uh, there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, it's only Jacksonville. No, it's not only Jacksonville. First of all, they're an NFL team. Jacksonville beat Buffalo. And anything can happen on any given Sunday. But good teams blow out bad teams. I said they needed to blow them out if there was a playoff chance. They needed to carry momentum. Ted Johnson says this. I feel like this team was a little too excited from the win. I don't know if they've been humbled by the last two weeks. Then he went on about, I thought they wanted to do more than win 10 games and yada, yada, yada. So obviously, uh, Ted and I are coming from two different perspectives. I thought the Patriots were going to win eight games. So then winning 10 games is like, wow, what a season. Uh, maybe he had them as a 12, 13 game win, or maybe Ted Johnson just likes to, he's the one who told Mac Jones, he just needs to shut up because he's a rookie. Uh, when Mac Jones came out and talked about having a bad day of practice against the Colts. Um, what's, what's your reaction to Ted Johnson? 
Um, yeah, I mean, you knew that's exactly what it's going to be. Anytime they beat anyone, no matter by what the the score is, it's always going to be the other team didn't have these players. The other team, you know, isn't good. They were on the road. I, there's there's an excuse. There's always there's always something. But you can only play the teams that are on the schedule. They had the Jaguars coming in. Obviously, they're not a good team, but they beat them fifty to ten. That's what you do when you play teams that you're much better than. You beat them by a landslide, and that's exactly what the Patriots did. There's nothing more that they could have done. I don't. I don't get what else. What What could they have done? They could have won fifty to three instead. I I don't know what he wanted. No, there. I think he was more like I think he wanted. I know I saw a tweet that he threw out after or sometime before, and he's like, "Oh, I hope that they, I hope that they, uh, you know, sit all the starters in the fourth quarter." Instead of you know Belichick, you know Belichick, he likes to put the foot on the gas and just keep right. putting points on the board. Uh, to me, this was a confidence builder game. Like I think the team was humbled over the last two weeks, but I think Belichick also realized this team needed to go out there. I don't know if they had to drop fifty to build that confidence, but they had to walk away feeling good about themselves. Right, and that's what they did. I, I just I'm a team. I'm a somebody who encourages blowouts, even yep. if it's coming the other way. If you're blowing out the Patriots, keep blowing them out. If you're a good team and you're trying to build your confidence, then, dude blow them out like i don't know and i don't understand why ted johnson's just so bitter towards the patriots just makes no sense to me (laughs) i don't i don't know i don't know what happened to him he got upset about bill belichick when he retired or cut or whatever it was i don't know we we see it with some of the ex-players though it's funny no it is It, it it really Really is. McChicken says that uh, Ted Johnson looks like a bigger face <laughs> meathead. For <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> That's why we um, pay McChicken the big bucks. That is the unpaid intern. <laughs> Uh, that's basically all I got for the podcast today. The party will continue over on the Patreon page. Head on over to patreon.com slash DPN sports. I've got a whole lot of questions I need to answer over there. Connor, before you go, though, I don't know. Are you hanging out for the Patreon or no? It's up to you. I, I got to go do my thing. Where do you, where do you got to go? What do you got to do? I got to go watch my fantasy team and see how <laughs> Deontay Johnson and Nick Chubb are going to do. Because you think you got a chance? You never know. Hey, I'm trying to win third place, all right? Get my, I get my money back. Um, I did get a request from somebody, though. All right. On Patreon. So right. uh Thomas has asked if he can you he can get this week's Bundesliga picks. <laughs> I got you. He says he needs them. So okay. uh <laughs> I'm gonna pull them up here. Here we go. He's gonna he needs them because he's gonna go gamble on who I tell him to pick. That's why yes. he needs them. So they have been off since December 19th. They've been on Christmas break. Oh wow. They are back this Friday, January the 7th. Nice. FC Bayern München or Bayern Munich are hosting München Gladbach. FC Bayern Munich is literally like undefeated. I got to go with them. All right. You've got Bayer Leverkusen versus FC Union Berlin. FC Union Berlin all day. All right. You took the underdog. Good for you. Yep. No, you never take a tie, which I love. No, I never do the ties. You've got Red Bull Leipzig versus FSV Mines 05. Oh, Red Bull Leipzig all day. Their team has wings. <laughs> you have Gurethe Firth versus Stuttgart. Oh, Stuttgart all day. Very good. They're on a tear right now, that team. You've got SC Freiburg versus Armenia Belfield. 
Uh, I got to go Armenia Belfield on there and an upset. That, that's a huge upset. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, wh- why are you going with them? I, I just feel like they got a lot of momentum coming out of the uh, Christmas vacation bye week. So they, I think they they going to use that to get right. So I know this is the game you've been waiting for. 1899 Hoffenheim versus FC Augsburg. Oh, FC Augsburg's ready this time. They're, they're not going to let the same things happen in the past when they did that bad plays. God, yeah, man. Yeah, they, they've got a five spot on them. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, huh? Yeah. That's it's not it. bad. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Einrich Frankfurt versus Borussia Dortmund. Oh, the uh, Dortmund. I'm always been a fan of I've always been a fan of Dortmund. I think that they're a bit they're a big uh overlooked team. They're not as you're not as bad as everyone says they are. Yeah, they're in second place right now. They're like a point behind Bayern for first. Yeah, yeah, but they, they should be like at first and a lot of people are saying they should be mm-hmm. like more in third and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking there, you know. <laughs> You're the best. You're you're the absolute best because <laughs> because the difference between first and third. Do you want to hear the point difference? <laughs> so Bayern's in first with forty three points. Nice. Freiburg's in third with twenty nine. <laughs> so they they're neck and neck. Borussia Dortmund's in second with thirty four. Keep in All mind right. though that you get three points for a win. All right, you see, so they're just a winning streak away. All right, then you got a Sunday, January the 9th. You got the uh, early game, which is Hertha Berlin or Hertha BSC versus FC Cologne. Oh, you got to go Hertha Berlin all day. Over, over Cologne, Thomas is going to be upset with you. Oh, but that one, it's going to be, um, it's actually going to get rained out. <laughs> Why don't you pick a tie? Cologne <laughs> yeah, ties a lot. A tie. Cologne ties a lot. I pick a tie. McChicken has picked up on your strategy. <laughs> See, that's why I couldn't pick Cologne because now McChicken's watching me over here. <laughs> you got FVL Bochum versus FVL Wolfsburg. I love how you've taken the away team every time too, because the second pick no. in in football in football they don't put like you know like here it's like Jets at Patriots. Yep. In soccer, it's Berlin hosts Cologne. Well, you see, this one's not going to matter because it's going to end in a tie. So you got VFL tying VFL? Yep. So you picked two ties for Sunday. Yep. In the only two games. I like it. I think this is my best week yet. Good for you. All right. I got to head on over to the uh, Patreon page. Get this or keep this party rolling. If you are a Patreon member, don't go anywhere. We got some more time. And uh, make sure you follow my boy, Connor Carney, over at Connor Commentary. Uh, make sure you're tweeting at him tonight, telling him to uh, rejoin the podcast and be a regular member again. And Send the tweets. Just tweet thousands at him <laughs> and remind him how much we've grown and where we're at and what he's left behind in this crazy, fucked up, twisted world of <laughs> content creation. Touche. Connor, I appreciate you. YouTube crowd, I appreciate you. If you want to keep this party going, if you want to come on and join me at 7 o'clock every night, or you want to come join me in the big group get-together, 
from 7.30 till 8.30, live on the air on Fridays. You've got to join the Patreon page. Uh, make sure you check out my blogs and my podcast over at the mothership, deanblundell.com. Again, that is deanblundell.com. And uh, again, check out my Patreon page. Make sure you go check out my sponsors over at Symbol. And uh, check out the work I do over on Newsbreak. I appreciate all you guys. Connor, man, thank you so much for uh, for coming in tonight. And uh, we'll talk yes, to you next sir. Monday. All right, peeps. So uh, thank you so much. I appreciate y'all coming in. Like I said, I've missed doing the live streams. I've missed being here with y'all. I loved interacting with you tonight. Uh, Want to keep that interaction going. And uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't I, I leave you off uh, for everybody on the YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, you're going to hear what I'm doing on Patreon. The only place you can get the full audio is when you download the podcast over at DeanBundell.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, that kind of thing. Uh, the only way you can all full video of this show is by becoming a patreon member as well but i've had a good time here tonight i hope you guys have had a good time i like all of you people i think that um i think we can come here and we can be good and uh tonight i'm going to uh leave you with uh for those of you who missed at the beginning with what was a very humbling moment for me when dean blundell himself announced me and set me up for my weekly two-minute drill and Lachlan, one of the main hosts, who knows me, who's been there when I've been on, had no fucking idea who I am. I like you all. Thank you. I'll be back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Lawrence will be with me, 7.30, I think. Should be. Mario will be with me Wednesday, 7.30. And uh, Friday's the Patreon Hangout. Until then. Take care. Remember, you're all legit, kid. Is he a stretching head? Anyway, yeah. uh, should we finish with Ray's two minute drill? Might as well. Yeah. Who's Ray now? I, I, I Ray need route. Uh, yeah, help you know me. Who Ray route is? No, He's Ray's a football guy. Loves the yeah. CFL. Or, or the guy that loves the CFL. Oh, we've had remember? Ray on before. He yeah. was on the New Year's special too. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Lock. Yeah. I just, when I saw the DMs about Ray, I was trying to catch up. That's all. Oh, sorry. Actually, to be fair, uh, it was when we took over the show. You weren't there that day when we played that CFL crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't around. I might not have been around. Yeah, no, you weren't there that day. You were were on route to Hunger. I know we have a... We have a football guy that does like a football podcast. That's who this is. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Get there quicker there. Here's Ray Routh with his two minute NFL drill. All right. What up, Patreon? I appreciate y'all. Am I still on YouTube? I should be off YouTube now. I am off YouTube. I am only on the Patreon. Thank you, everybody, who is uh, watching or listening on the podcast as well. I appreciate all of you guys. As I just continue on here in the glory, glory of it all. And uh, Charles Smith says, I'm not checking for this, guys. I'm not sure what that means. All right, let's get into the Patreon questions. Thank you, everybody who's listened to the entire podcast so far. Thank you to all the Patreon members who is uh, who are watching me 
live or watching the replay or drop some mailbag questions. Quite a lot came out today. Ten of them. Already used one on Connor before he dropped off and left. Um, <clears throat> Thomas says, good to have you back. First non-football related question. What the fuck is going on in New Brunswick? This is scary. I'm going to assume that you're talking about that neurological disease that's happening. And and uh, I'm not entirely sure. I was I, I know a little bit about it. Really, none of the main street media has picked up on it in Ontario, which is a little whacked out. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it is scary. People are deteriorating. You guys can check it out. Just put in New Brunswick neurological disease. Um, there's been a whistleblower talking about how just brutal it is. People, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's I'm trying to get some more information on it. It's it's scary. It's uh, yeah, it, it's bad. It, it's if if everything that's coming out is true, I mean, it sounds like it could be worse than COVID. But I'm just gonna. Just leave it at that. Uh, Thomas says, do you think the Browns e or Browns ego let him do that? It could be the, the Browns as well. Um, I don't know. I'm. It's funny. I'm going to, I don't want to give this answer really right now because I think that there's stronger answers that can, that I can find. I want to do a little bit more research on the whole Antonio Brown thing, because we've heard that he was injured. And then we heard that he didn't want to play. And then we heard he wasn't happy that he wasn't supported when he tested positive. for COVID. We've heard a lot of different things. I don't think it's ego. Um, I mean, I think there could be some mental health there, but we don't know. It's, it's tough to, to make those type of decisions. I think based on, things we don't know in the background i'm gonna try to kind of you know maybe we should carry a little bit of the tom brady uh mantra who said we should have compassion for ab at this time and i know that you're not not being passionate thomas i don't know if anybody i know if anybody is going to understand um the perils of mental health it's going to be you uh because of what you do for a living but uh yeah i don't know i, I don't know uh, Thomas says, why couldn't the Raiders stop the Colts and why uh, why couldn't we do it? I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't watched the Raiders-Colts game yet, so I'm not 100% sure. Do me a favor. Can you ask me Can you ask me the same question tomorrow? Thanks. Uh, okay, Alex says, do you think Christian Wilkerson played a – uh, played good because we are playing the Jaguars or could he actually help out the Patriots receiving core and replace Nikhil Harry? You know, what's really strange. A little bit has to be again, because it's Jacksonville, obviously a little bit has to do because he, there's really no tape on him. We saw the same thing with, um, we saw the same thing when they brought out, uh, what's his name? Isaiah, whoever over in, uh, in Buffalo, Isaiah McKenzie, but, do you remember when he when when Wilkerson had the opportunity to catch his third touch on the game and he dropped it? That has been my concern with Wilkerson. That's what we talked a lot about during the preseason was his drops. And that drop really kind of clued into me like, yeah, that's what's been worrying me. 
that was the piece that has been a worry that's been worrisome for me and i he's better than Nikhil harry that's what i can say to you i would be happy and i know there was some patriot fans upset with me because i was quote unquote tweeting bad about Nikhil harry during the game however what i'm gonna drop out what i'm gonna drop on you right now is that i i just i think that I don't know. I I think that he's better. And yeah, it's uh it's really really Yeah, it's, it's really it's really it's really crazy. So I was just reading something redonkulous. Um Alex says, why do you think Nikhil Harry was inactive versus the Jaguars? Do you think the uh, Bills finally had enough? I don't know. For, I mean, I've had enough, and I hope that he's had enough. However, um, I do think that I, – I, I do think that um, he was injured. That's what I kind of got out of things. And I know it sounds stupid, but I was listening to the press conference today. And it kind of sounded like, oh, you left him out because he was injured or because he couldn't go. And Balchuk was like, yeah. So I don't know if that's why he went. I know it sounds stupid, so I got to stop trying to read. I got people sending me a million things at once. I'm trying to read and do the podcast at the same time. Ross says, thoughts on the Bengals' big win over the Chiefs and the stellar performance Joe Burrow-led uh, offense. I love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I love that Bengals team. I think that they're a fantastic team. I think they're going to be good for a long, 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 long time. I think they have every opportunity to uh, to be good. Um, I think Joe Burrow's a great quarterback. He's got the potential of being one of the best in the league. I had a blast watching them beat the Chiefs, obviously. I love watching Chiefs fans melt down. And I think the funniest part of it was was that the Chiefs fans were melting down over referees, but they were melting down all week because the pros were comparing Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, and a bunch of them were all like, oh, I'll take Joe Burrow over Patrick Mahomes. It was driving them fucking crazy. Um, so I absolutely fucking loved it that they were doing that. Uh, Ross says, Cowboys lost a big game to the Cardinals, and we're going to see another playoff meltdown by America's team. Probably. We talked about it today. I mean, you're kind of, this is the Cowboys way, right? Fall apart near the end of the season, go one and done, and your season be over. <clears throat> I think that Dallas, pound for pound, is the most talented team in the NFL, but I don't think that they play like it. I also don't believe in the coach. I don't believe in Mike McCarthy. I don't think that he's a great coach. Um, I think he's a hindrance to the Cowboys. I think he's always going to be a hindrance to them. And I think that uh, I think with Michael Gallup gone, even though Amari Cooper's more of their all-purpose, you know, wide receiver, I think with, I think Gallup's going to be, you know, they 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 okay, they won without him this year. But when you start getting into playoff time, you're going to want your stretch receiver. And Michael Gallup is their true stretch receiver, and there's a great connection between Michael Gallup and Dak Prescott. So we'll have to see. Uh, Ross says, uh, as our Canadian connection, thoughts on the pads dipping in the CFL ranks for lineman uh, guard Drew. Can't say that last name for a workout. No idea. I know nothing about the CFL. 
CFL sucks. Hopefully he's good. I hope he does well. Um, there's been some guys that have come up from the CFL. Obviously, Doug Flutie came to this from the CFL. I know he's in the NFL first. Went down, won a bunch of great cups in, in Canada. Warren Moon, uh, Joe Theismann, right? Um, Brandon Browner won some great cups with BC before he came up to the Seahawks and then the, the Patriots. Um, you know, I think Doug Christie was in the CFL first. Mike Vanderjack was in the CFL first. I could be wrong, but I know that they were a part one. I know both of them have been a part of the Argos at some point. Um, so there's some, uh, you know, there's been some of those transitions. Um, uh, yeah. So, but I have no fucking idea <laughs> who it is. All right, guys. I appreciate y'all. Um, I needed this. I, I was, I wanted to come back so badly, get back live. Uh, if you guys see, I'm dropping the stream link yard, stream link yard, stream link, stream yard link. That's what I'm looking for every day, uh, in the Patreon. For those of you listening to the audio podcast, if you want to be a part of the show from seven, seven ten till seven thirty, I take the first 10 minutes to kind of just do my own little thing. If you want to be a part of that, I drop the link, uh, in the Patreon and, uh, leave it at that. And I, uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, got some bad news here in Ontario today. For those of you from my American content, I don't know, I got a lot of people from Ontario, but uh, we're back in stage two of lockdown now, um, or stage two of reopening. Uh, no more indoor dining. Uh, just uh, capacity limits, limits of how many people I can have in my house. Uh, the kids' schools are shut down for the next couple of weeks. We're sitting at like 20,000 cases a day. They're thinking there's a lot more than that because of our testing stuff. Uh, shit's getting bad, man. Shit's getting bad. And it's uh, it's scary. It, it's a scary time to be alive. And I think it's a depressing time. What I can tell you is, is my mental health was not good. On New Year's Eve, New Year's got canceled. My brother-in-law ended up, uh, and my, you know, they all, the whole family started, ended up contracting COVID. So we couldn't go there and get together with them. And, uh, so my mental health wasn't good. We knew that these lockdowns were coming. I mean, they were talking about it forever that as soon as the holidays were finished, they were going to be bringing in these lockdowns. And, uh, I didn't like it. Right. Um, I'm a social creature by nature. I'm back home now for the next, they just said weeks. They didn't even give us a timeline. So who knows when we're going to go back. So I need this podcast. Like I need you guys. I hope I'm entertaining you, but I need you to know. I need you guys, whether you're just watching on the YouTube page, whether you're listening to the audio, whether you're on the Patreon, I fucking need you guys. I can't explain that any more or any better than i already have i fucking love you guys i think you're all amazing um thank you for everybody who supported me 2021 was just an absolute insane year for me and uh you know joking around with connor and they come back come back come back just like made me think of everything we went through in 2021 fucking can from sportscaster and we, you know, then we start our own shit up. It doesn't really work like the little network we're trying to set up. So we went back to just us. Then we signed with Newsbreak. I sign on with Colorcast. Connor leaves. I leave Colorcast. Sign on with Dean Blundell. Partner with Symbol. Now I'm picking up this new sponsorship and this new part. I like to call them partnerships. This new partnership with this clothing company. You know, 
it's been a fucking a wavy up and down year for me, uh, both professionally and personally. So I fucking appreciate every single one of you who fucking come out and chill out and watch my shit and leave comments. And uh, I think you're all fucking phenomenal. I think you're all amazing. I think that we're just all here to have a good time. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. And you're all fucking legit, kid. One billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody, so please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. Hey guys, let me just take a few seconds here and tell you about my sponsors over on Symbol. If you've thought about investing in the stock market, but you're worried about making an investment because maybe you don't know enough about investing, or perhaps you're just not ready to put your money into crypto, why not invest into something you know all about, and that's the sports market. Symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investment into all-in-one place. On Symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots or take a long-term investment on teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Show your sports know-how by buying, trading, and selling shares in all of your favorite college, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA teams. You can also earn money for every win. You can invest in season or out of season. It's up to you. Buy small, sell big. This is not some week-by-week gambling site where you can drop a wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. Be cautious, be aggressive, be a homer. It doesn't matter. Symbol is there for you to find the value and try to make you money. Symbol is offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're insane for offering. However, click the link that I've left in the description and use the promo code DPN and Symbol will allow you to make a completely risk-free deposit up to $500. Use the promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk-free for 90 days, meaning if you lose money, don't like the market, don't like the website, whatever reason, you can withdraw your entire initial deposit no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investing site in the world. I've left the link to the Symbol website in the description below. So I suggest you go check it out and show the world your sports know-how and how savvy of an investor you really are. Go check out Symbol by using the link that I've left in the description and make sure that you use that promo code and that promo code DPN and make a 90-day risk-free deposit for up to $500. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. 
Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice in the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.